Welcome to Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. I'm your host, Kate Hess. You're in the right place if you're tired of feeling stressed, anxious, and overwhelmed, or if your critical inner voice is the loudest voice in your head. Join me each week for actionable, healthful, and healing habits based in mental and emotional hygiene practices to help you turn your self-criticism into self-love. And along the way, bring more freedom, serenity, resilience, and joy into your life. I'm a mental and emotional hygiene coach, and I'm thrilled to join you each week to answer your questions and help you live your best life. This week's question is one I struggled with for many years, and I'm really grateful I get this opportunity to share the important lesson I learned about it with you. Today's questioner asks, does being productive always mean working hard and not taking breaks? In a nutshell, no, nope, absolutely not. In fact, I'm going to share with you today how this is the exact opposite of what being productive looks like. Let's start by recognizing that working hard does not, in and of itself, actually make you productive. If I wanted to plant a tree in the backyard, digging a giant hole in the front yard would be working hard, but it wouldn't bring me any closer to my goal of getting a tree planted in the backyard. And in fact, that version of working hard would actually leave me so tired I wouldn't have the energy to actually be productive on digging a hole in the backyard where I needed one. You might be thinking, of course that isn't productive, Kate, but I wouldn't dig a hole in the front yard when I needed a hole in the backyard. But the truth is, we do the equivalent of that all the time. When I was married to my first husband, I used to make a pasta bake almost every week. It was an easy recipe I could toss together with leftover bits and bobs from other meals. And it was always a little different based on the ingredients I used. But one day, my then-husband declared he no longer wanted any repeat meals. And that meant pasta bake was out. The easy meal, which used up leftover ingredients and prevented waste, was abandoned. And instead, I spent hours each week finding new recipes, hunting down sometimes obscure ingredients, and cooking something different each day, all while working 40 to 50 hours each week. The end result? We got fed. Were the unique meals any more nutritious than a pasta bake? Probably not. Did it take more time and energy to get them on the table? Absolutely. Did I have that time and energy to spare? Nope. But did I have poor boundaries and a rampant need to keep the peace which led to me taking on this extra work? Yep. Is there a middle ground I could have proposed? Of course, we could have tried one or two meals a week and still had a few easy go-to standby meals. But instead, I created a lot of extra work for myself without being any more productive. Take a moment and think about where in your life you're creating extra work. Maybe like me, it's being driven by people-pleasing and poor boundaries. Maybe you have other stories, fears, and beliefs which fuel your need to create extra work for yourself. Regardless of what the story is behind the extra work you're creating for yourself, working hard is often the opposite of working efficiently, especially when you're working in the wrong direction. Maybe you're familiar with the term flow state. This is another way of saying you're in the zone. When you're working from a place of flow, your attention is easily focused on the task at hand and everything about it seems to come with ease. 
Sometimes when I'm writing a podcast or one of my weekly emails, I'll settle into a flow state. The words just seem to pop out of my fingers as they race across the keyboard. And the content I write when I'm in a state of flow, it's usually some of my best. But sometimes I sit down to write and I'm in the opposite of flow. I can't keep my mind focused on the topic. I use the backspace button more than I do any other key. And the content I create from this place of struggle, it often ends up never seeing the light of day. The copy, and sometimes the entire topic, is abandoned because in reading it, I can feel the struggle it took to write it. I've learned when I'm in that state of struggle to take a few minutes and check in with myself. I ask myself two questions. First, do I need a break? And second, is this topic just not resonating with me? Let's break those questions down. First, do I need a break? Maybe I slept poorly the night before, or I'm over hungry, or I've been sitting at the computer all day and my body is getting stiff. You might remember me mentioning productive procrastination in a past episode. This would be a great time to employ it. If you find you're struggling to focus on the task at hand, take a moment and think about what your body and mind might need to reset and refresh. For example, if you've been sitting at a desk all day, it might be walking a document to a colleague or throwing in a load of laundry if you're working from home. I'll include a link in the show notes to a blog post which gives you all the details on how to get started with productive procrastination. Next, consider if what you're focused on just isn't resonating with you. Sometimes the topic I'm trying to write about feels forced or awkward. It isn't something I would normally talk about. Or it's not something I feel particularly passionate about or interested in. Or maybe it's something I'm not feeling confident enough in my own mastery of to offer advice to anyone else. Maybe you're engaged in a task or project that just isn't aligned with your unique priorities and values. Or perhaps it isn't a case of misalignment, but rather it simply isn't the right fit right now. For instance, you might find it strange if you tried to put up Halloween decorations in March. Similarly, you might simply not be in the right personal or natural season for a particular project or task. In episode 8 of the podcast, we dove into the stress myth and debunked the belief that stress makes you more productive. Quick recap. When you get stressed, the logic and reasoning centers in your brain go offline. That means anything that requires clear thinking becomes so much harder when you're stressed. What that also means is when you take time to rest and shift out of a state of stress, those parts of your brain come back online and your mental processes are at their most efficient. In the context of today's question, when you don't take breaks, you're actually operating from a place of reduced mental capacity. It's only when you take breaks that you can be your most productive. A 2017 study published in the Harvard Business Review found that taking breaks were actually key to efficient problem solving and igniting creative thinking. The researchers discovered participants in the study, when allowed to focus on a task as long as they wanted, ended up circling around dead ends and creating redundant ideas. However, Participants who were instructed to take breaks at regular intervals were actually able to solve problems faster and create more novel ideas. These results are supported by additional research, which also found taking breaks and switching between one project and another allowed participants to be more creative and productive. One additional interesting note from the study 
Even when participants felt they were on a roll, they actually were simply recreating the wheel over and over again while believing they were making something new. If you struggle to give yourself permission to take breaks, consider scheduling your productive procrastination. Set a timer on your computer or phone to remind you to take breaks on a regular basis and pick a task that resonates with you off your productive procrastination list. Again, if this isn't a tool currently in your toolkit, I'll add a link to learn all about productive procrastination in the show notes. These regularly scheduled breaks are also a great time to check in with your body and see what it needs. Do you need to stretch your legs? Are you hungry or thirsty? Do you need to use the bathroom? As someone who used to sit with legs crossed trying to get something finished before rushing to the bathroom, I can guarantee you'll be more productive if you take a break to take care of your body's needs. In episode 16 of the podcast, we talked about the impact of decision fatigue on your ability to be productive. As we've seen, working hard often means spinning your wheels and generating more of the same over and over again. And with decision-making being a depletable resource, as you approach decision fatigue, each decision you make becomes harder and harder. This is another great example of when we make things more difficult by working harder and not taking breaks to restore. A great tool to help you reduce the impact of decision fatigue is learning to communicate and work with your intuition. If you're interested in learning more, check out my Intuition 101 course. Podcast listeners save 25% with code PODCAST. I'll add a link to learn more and register in the show notes. Finally, let's talk about burnout. Picture an old-fashioned kerosene lamp, the kind with a fuel reservoir and a knob which turns the wick up and down, allowing you to control the size of the flame. If you never refill the fuel in the lamp, eventually the wick will run dry. And no matter how hard you try, you won't be able to keep the lamp lit. The same thing happens to us. When we try to work continuously without taking any breaks to refill our reservoir, we become burnt out. And burnout is a slippery slope leading to illness, disorder, and disease. And in reference to today's question, if you're burnt out or on your way to it, you simply won't have the resources you need to actually be productive. This is yet another way that working hard without taking breaks makes you less productive, not more. If you're not sure what burnout looks like or if you might be experiencing it, I'll add a link to a blog post where I cover seven signs you're suffering from burnout in the show notes. You can prevent burnout or recover from it by replenishing your mental, physical, and emotional energy reserves faster than you spend them. That means taking breaks to rest and restore. I know I say this a lot, but because we aren't cookie cutter humans, what you need to restore is going to be as unique as you are. The way we refill our energy reserves is through self-care, but self-care is so much more than a bubble bath or a massage. A basic guideline is self-care activities feel like you've just received a warm hug from someone you love. But understanding what self-care is and how to make it work for you is a big topic. You can revisit episode four of the podcast to learn more about self-care or get your free copy of my self-care toolkit at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P18. That's P as in podcast and the number 18 and get everything you need to start building a consistent, sufficient, 
and sustainable self-care routine that works for you and your life. One side note here, distraction is not the same thing as self-care, and it won't actually refill your mental, physical, or emotional energy reserves. It might slow down the drain of kerosene from your lamp, but it won't refill it. So the one caveat to everything we've covered today is prioritizing distraction activities over either working hard or self-care activities won't help you be more productive. If you find you're spending a lot of time engaged in things which pull you out of your own life and distract you from what you're thinking, feeling, experiencing, or doing, it might be a good time to do a personal energy audit. I'll add a link in the show notes to a blog post with all the details on this process. So going back to today's question, taking breaks actually helps you be more productive, not less. And working hard without breaks is a great way to be less productive. If you're ready to make the most of your breaks, check out the blog post linked in the show notes on productive procrastination and grab your copy of the free self-care toolkit at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash P18. That's P as in podcast and the number 18. And I'll add a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Please hit subscribe wherever you receive podcasts. If you've got a question that you'd love to hear addressed on a future episode, please submit it using the form on my website at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash podcast. I'll include that link in the show notes. And remember, living your best life isn't about changing your life. It's about changing the way you show up for your life. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Solicited Advice to Live Your Best Life. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a rating and review wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Your rating and review makes it possible for other people just like you to discover this podcast. And don't forget to check out all of my free resources at nourishnestbreathe.com forward slash resources. I'm sending you a great big hug. You've got this.